Welcome to the Above the Rim Game Day podcast. I am your host, Vince Kern, along with the John R. Rockwell head coach of MN's basketball, Steve Donahue. Steve, second Ivy League game, went on the road. We talked about it a little bit in advance, about the style and the challenges that Cornell faced. I thought a pretty good first half from a Penn perspective and then got kind of caught up in a couple of those those big Cornell runs and that, that hurt in the second half. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I I I um I thought we played a, a a very good first half in a lot of ways, but when looking back, um I thought our guys just worried about the transition, worried about the pace. And I thought Cornell felt that in the second half and really took it to us. And I think we learned a lot on it, uh, with a bunch of young players just going through that for the first time and I probably would do a couple different things if I could do it again, and we'll certainly do it next time um, when we play them here at home. Well, one thing that you probably wouldn't change is Reese McMullen. He seemed to give you a pretty solid extended stretch, 15 points, uh, seemed to look the part, seemed to to, to feel uh, okay in the game and with that pace. That had to be a, a one positive to take away from it all. No question. Um, Reese has really come on and people forget, like we, we thought he was a good player when we recruited him. He had a back injury that prevented him from playing his freshman year. Sophomore year, he's still catching up. Um, and he just keeps getting better. Um, he competes really well every single day. Every drill goes hard. He's probably our best athlete in terms of speed, quickness, lateral quickness. Um, and now with Clark out, I think we found something that could make us a better team and a deeper team. Uh, obviously, when Clark's out, but when Clark gets back as well. He is a, a big, physical, natural point guard. And, and I think you, you've been kind of mixing and matching with guys that are can play the point, but are more comfortable scoring. And, and, and Reese, to me, looks like a, a point guard first. And, and against Cornell, happens to be a point guard who was able to score it for you a good bit. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's how he thinks. He's about setting it up and taking his time. He's very efficient with his dribbles. If you, if he's got a lane to the hoop, he's going. If he's not, he's going to move the ball. And those those guys, in particular, when you have two young guards like Sam, who's a good guard and a, and a point guard in some sense too, but we need him to score, and Tyler Perkins. So you got a guy out there that really is comfortable in his role. It helps the offense, and he's a very good defender. He moves his feet, and – as I said, I think we found something there. Yeah, and you talked about Sam being a, a having point guard skills. I thought he showed that a lot against Dartmouth. I, I also thought that, or I think actually, that for, for Penn to be as successful as we're going to be, that he needs to score it a little bit more. And and you might lose something if he gets forced into that point guard role more than more than you'd want him in there. So having yep. Tyler able to, to take some of the, excuse me, to have, uh, Reese could be able to take some of that pressure off him. Certainly has to help him from a scoring perspective. Yeah, listen, without, you know, I thought Clark Slacker literally having the best season of any Ivy League player as, in terms of scoring efficiency and how he did it. So we need Sam to score. And I like to see, and we talked about this, like get him going downhill. He's a better athlete than he realizes. He can score at the rim. He's obviously a very good shooter, but you're right. Like the, have him thinking about uh, setting up the table in particular when you're missing 18 points a game in Clark Slacker. 
I think that's where Reese really helps you. And speaking of slackert, I know the, the, the ankle sprains and the high ankle sprains taking a long time to heal. Is there any update on, on his progress, you know, without saying things you can't say, um, is, is it progressing the way people would, would hope that it might be? I think it is Vince, but he's not ready for this week. Um, he's definitely making progress. He's starting to really push it a little bit in terms of jogging on it. Um, the ankle, we're all healed differently. He could feel really good in four days or it could be longer. Um, uh, he's doing everything he can with Phil Samko and our doctors are doing the best treatment possible. And, um, He's raring to go, but he's not there yet. Looking forward now to Harvard. Seems like a, a, a typical Harvard team. Big, physical. They defend really well. And Malik Mack, you, you talk about our two freshmen in Perkins and Sam Brown. Malik Mack getting a lot of deserved praise for his play for Tommy Amaker. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he, he got off to an incredible start. His first eight games of his career he was incredible. Unfortunately for him, he came down with mono. Um, and now he's, he's getting himself back in shape. A dynamic scorer. He comes and he can pass. He can do it all. You have to have a game plan for him, for sure. Um, scores off the dribble. Very efficient three-point shooter. And he sprays the ball pretty well. Um, and as I said, if you go into the game not understanding how good he is, I think you, you're you really going to uh, – be burned and we got to make sure our game plan is centered around limiting his uh, scoring opportunities for sure. Uh, and then making sure he doesn't make others better at the same time. So it sounds like the, the Reese McMullen, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, experiment is going to continue. Big physical guard uh, can defend. We expect to see more of him this weekend and going forward, you would anticipate. For sure. I think he's one guy that can match his quickness, and I think the physicality. Malik's about six one, one sixty five, and um, I think Reese can do it. I, I think Sam Brown is going to get a job, but we're going to have to when he whatever we can do to limit his productivity. It's going to have to be everybody. They have really good players around them, uh, but he can get it going, and we got to make sure we limit those opportunities. 6'1", 165, sounds like my maybe fifth grade, uh, you know, b- box score line there, 6'1", in the program. And they were cutting me at 165. I was probably 185 by that point. That's All right, great. Steve, I'm going to end it on this. We've talked about it a good bit, and you know that I've had my favorites and the guys that I have man crushes over the year. Can you say, if you had to pick one, who would you say of the guys in your tenure would be the, the guy that I have, have gravitated to the most. If I guess your guy, my guy. Yeah. Your guy is, uh, mm, I, I think it's our Chicago boy. Oh, Belcour. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't coach him. Oh, so the ones I coached, I'm saying the ones, yeah, uh, Belcour. Yeah. I mean, if, if I had a Mount Rushmore, Belcour would certainly be on it, but I'm just saying of the guys I, I that got, you coached, I, I, I think I have, one of two. Okay. All right. It's Ira Bowman or Darnell Foreman. Well, you didn't coach Ira Bowman. You I coached did as with an assistant. Him. And you are, oh, that's fair. That's fair. 
You are correct. Darnell Foreman. Uh, guess who I'm having dinner with tonight, right before the Jazz Thunder game here in Salt Lake City. Oh, that's awesome. It's yeah, going to be great. Yeah, he's doing a great job with the Thunder. Um, I've had a relationship with their general manager, president of operations, Sam Presti, and he's raving about Darnell and his work ethic, and he's got a great career in that league, which doesn't surprise either of us. No, nah, it doesn't surprise me at all. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, it was it was pretty cool, you know. And it's it's like when you put as much time in with as many of these kids, and and you see how they progress and grow up. And like, Darnell is like part of our family, and I absolutely love him. I got one more that I, that I'll I'll leave you with. Uh, the other game against Dartmouth. Uh, who comes bopping down at halftime? But AJ Broder and Tyler Hamilton, and yeah. Broder, of course, is like, hey. I love the fact that you're still lobbying for me to be a multiple time Ivy league player of the year. <laughs> and he, he, it's good to know that somebody other than my mom is watching. But the other question I had for you was when you were coaching Tyler Hamilton, did you at ever at any point when he made a good player, did something right, go Jeff Spicoli and go, all right, Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I probably did then, man. Just so a quick thing on, on Tyler, we, we give names to different actions and things that kids do. And then they, that's, that's what they're called. We got what we call Hamilton and Tyler was the best at this. When someone attacks the rim, he was so athletic. He would go with them every step and then just jump off a two and build this wall with his hands way up and not foul and compete vertically. That's called a Hamilton. No one's close to it, but we teach it all the time. And he was an incredible athlete. You know, his brother was a first-round pick of the Baltimore Ravens, and it was great. I saw them both, too. I love when guys like that are around. And like we always talk about, Vince, this is a final. It's the family. It's Penn basketball. It's it's everybody that's come before us is really motivates us and inspires us to to be better. And now there's the legacy of Tyler Hamilton. Yeah. Way to go, Hamilton. All right, Hamilton. There you go. There you have it. I'm Vince Curran, along with the John R. Rockwell head coach of men's basketball, Steve Donahue. Quakers against Harvard this weekend at the Palestra.